We are back at the Last Supper. And the church has been returning us back to this scene during the Easter season, back to the night before Christ died on the cross. And the hope is to give us a chance to dig deeper into its meaning. In his Last Supper discourse, Christ had a standard message for us. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. What he wants is that we love one another as I have loved you. That's what he says is the commandment of Christian charity. To his closest disciples, these are his parting words. Love one another as I have loved you you. They're the last flow of love from his sacred heart before it is broken and pierced. Special words, and we need to hear them often to let them sink in. Jesus knows that these 12 men to whom he is speaking are normal. They are fallen human beings who have the same struggles that we do. They're weak and ignorant at times, stubborn, headstrong. Yet even though they don't love perfectly, he knows that they truly love him. They want to be his disciples. Their commitment is real, and they are just like us, good-intentioned but flawed. He so much wants to teach them how to live out their commitment to him, and so he gives them his new commandment Love one another as I have loved you. The mark of the Christian is to love as Christ loved. It is in following the example of Christ who gave his life for us on the cross to give our lives, leaving behind our comfort zones in order to help our neighbors and to build a better world, to be truthful responsible, honest, pure, faithful, even when it feels like we are being crucified. That is how we follow Christ. This is the path to loving him. It was the path he taught his apostles. It was his his example and his passion, death, and resurrection. And it is what he teaches us and calls us to live out. Some years ago, a group of salesmen went on a regional sales convention in Chicago. They had assured their wives that they would be home in plenty of time for supper on Friday night. In their rush through the airport, one of these salesmen inadvertently kicked over a table of fruit at one of the food vendors. It was a display of apples. Apples flew everywhere. It was a mess. Without stopping or looking back, they all managed to reach the plane just in time for their flight. All but one. He told the others to go on without him and went back to where the apples were all over the floor. He was so glad that he did. The 16-year-old girl who was working the stand was totally blind. She was softly crying, tears running down her cheeks, 
as she reached for the spilled produce. The crowd swirled around her. Everyone was rushing to their flights. The salesman knelt on the floor with her, gathered up the apples, put them back on the table, and helped reorganize her display. He set aside the bruised and battered apples in a separate basket. When he had finished, he pulled out his wallet and said to the girl, Here, please take this $40 for the damage we did. Are you okay? She nodded through her tears. He continued, I hope we didn't spoil your day too badly. As the salesman started to walk away, the bewildered blind girl called out to him, Sir! He paused and turned to look back. She continued, Are you Jesus? For days, he couldn't get that question out of his head. It was such a simple thing he did helping that girl, but it made him see clearly what following Christ was really about. Love one another as I have loved you. To be a Christian is to be Christ to one another to everyone around us. Being like Christ is oftentimes too much for us to handle. He was true man, but he was also true God, something beyond our limited reach. And yet we can do it. We can be like Christ if we depend just on our own strength, our intelligence, our personality, but we will never be able to fulfill this commandment of Jesus. But with Christ, it is a completely different story. The salesmen who continued to their flight were focused on their own lives. But that one man who went back to pick up those apples, he was motivated by the grace of God to love another. He didn't put worry about missing his flight over the love for that blind girl whom he didn't even know. In our lives, there are times when we will become bitter, frustrated, burned out, angry, depressed. It's usually when we're trying to do it our own way. We were never meant to go life alone. Jesus knows we can't do it alone. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. God promised to send the Holy Spirit for supernatural strengthening. In the Acts of the Apostles, Philip the deacon preached the gospel in Samaria and baptized a huge number of converts. That's the beginning of their Christian lives. That's their decision to become Christ's followers and to receive this incredible gift of baptism. But when the news gets back to the apostles in Jerusalem, Peter and John make a special trip out to Samaria in order to call down the Holy Spirit upon them to administer the sacrament of confirmation. Jesus was speaking about this when he promised that after he returned to heaven, he would send us an advocate 
to be with us always. The advocate is the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Blessed Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is to reside in our hearts. This is Christ's gift to us, our own inner source of supernatural light and strength to live out the great commandment of Christian charity. That same spirit will make Christ present again in this Mass. Let's ask for the grace to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. To not leave the Holy Spirit here in church when we walk out the doors after Mass, but to invite the guidance of the Holy Spirit in every aspect of our lives so that we might love one another as Christ loves us.